0: The, e, the HNIC rep in New York City Laughing direct cause he always come correct When he does an interview and makes the streets all connect He stimulates the brain your mobile
1: device to smashed like the Hulk when he claps in vice It's all about the news when he drops and beats smoke To pay close attention shit's about to
0: explode
1: Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast coming to you live from the Upper West Side in New York City where we blow up the news on a verbal scale my name is Ephraim Guzman and my guest today she's an actor she's a musician she's a model and you probably know her best as I do from V the miniseries ladies and gentlemen Ms. Jane Battler Jane how are you Hi
0: I'm great thank you here in New York City
1: yes yeah, a pleasure to have you on the show um how you been dealing with the weather of new york city because it's ups and downs and everything
0: oh it's so mild we've been i think we've been so lucky this year i feel sure last year it was much colder
1: yeah so um, um, did jonas bother you that much or no the um, the storm jonas i
0: love the storm i mean you know it wasn't so bad that i think it, it really was a problem for most people it was just very beautiful and made us all stay in
1: for the day, which is always a, a wonderful thing, to just have an excuse to stay in, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true. Um, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, um, where did you grow up at?
0: Well, I was born in Brooklyn, and I grew up in New York, on Long Island.
1: Ah, so you was born in Brooklyn? What part of Brooklyn? Uh, in Flatbush. Flatbush? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and then, and then grew up on Long Island, so, um, you know, even though, I'm not in, uh, even
0: though I didn't grow up in New York City, I'm a New Yorker.
1: Yeah. Do you consider yourself, um, even now, uh, a New Yorker by heart, or?
0: You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a person of many, uh, many worlds. Yes. Um, I feel like I'm, you know, very much in Australia for 25 years now, and I was in L.A. for a long time, and so I kind of feel like I have a part of me in all the places that I stay at. Oh, okay. uh, Yeah, not just a New Yorker. It's definitely part of me is a New Yorker.
1: Uh, do you feel like when you leave New York, you lose your accent? Like, with you, you know, you lived in Australia for a time. Being does the n- inflections of New York go away?
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think what happens is any accent just becomes a little milder. You know, yeah. uh, I think if you live in one city your whole life, you tend to have a heavier accent. But if you travel a lot, you just sort of have this m- more mild accent. People don't quite know where you're from.
1: Yeah, that's true, that's true.
0: Yeah.
1: How did you get involved in the whole acting field and the pageants and everything? Just take me back a little bit.
0: Well, you know, I I just, yeah, I think um, you probably know. um, I I, I just think when you when you love the arts it's something you always do. You know, it's you were born, you do it at five, at six you do it. And um, it was always something I did. I always played instruments, I always sang, I always acted. And then when I was eighteen, um, I entered a beauty pageant um, and I sang. So I started to do that and I was in the Miss America pageant. Which was pretty incredible. I was 18, and that was amazing. Mm-hmm. And that led to uh, a lot of kind of club dates, and I would sing all around New England in, in bands, and that was fantastic. And then I went to I was a theater major at Western, and I sang on the weekends. And so um, I guess it all you know, then it just you know developed into moving to New York City. Uh, where I, uh, you know, started to, I was very lucky. I got an agent right away and started doing commercials. Like, within a month, I did my first national commercial and probably did a 100 commercials, which, uh, and worked with very interesting people like O.J. Simpson and uh, Bob Hope and all sorts of people and then ended up doing my first soap opera. So, I guess I was just lucky I always worked, and um, looking back now, I see how amazing
1: that was. But um, going back to the Miss America pageant, like, usually a lot of people who are in pageants end up becoming actresses. Like, does it go hand in hand when, you know, you're a model, and um, the acting is like, it's all connected to each other?
0: I don't think modeling's so connected to acting. You know, I think modeling is a very different sort of set of skills, um, Mm -hmm. but... I think some models are able to go on and act. I mean, I was never a model. Um, you know, being in, in a beauty is very different than modeling. I was never tall enough uh, or thin enough mm-hmm. uh, to, to models that. You know, at the time I would have loved to have gone into a big model agency, but I was maybe it was for the best. And um, and I think that obviously a lot of people that get notoriety from modeling yes, of course, they want to use that uh, to move into acting, and some of them do it really well. Um, but for myself, I, I never did model, but certainly being in a beauty pageant like Miss America teaches you so much about performing in front of thousands of people on live television, about uh, poise, about, you know, competition. So it's actually a really great thing to have done as a young woman.
1: Mm, okay, and then you said you went on to um, One Life to Live in the, in, in the soap opera world on ABC, correct? Yes. And how was that playing the character of Melinda Kramer Jensen? Like, how was that like, your first role?
0: That was really amazing. You know, I was 22, and, uh, um, you know, I, I sort of... It was such a big deal for me at that time to get a, a continuing role on a soap opera within a year of coming to New York, so... Um, it was uh, you know huge for me, and I felt very nervous. And I was uh, I'd never done TV work before, and I and I really needed uh, you know it was a great way to learn how to be comfortable in front of a camera because uh, I hadn't even taken any TV acting classes. I'd just done theater at Northwestern, so I think it was um, a very big, uh, very big deal for me to do that show, and, um, and I'm really you know so blessed that I got that opportunity.
1: How long was you on that show for?
0: I was on it for about a year.
1: Okay. Um,
0: maybe a little longer, I can't remember. Um, my character was like a crazy person in and out of a mental institution. <laughs> and I think I kinda of felt a bit like that, you know. <laughs> I was being on a yeah. show where I was so nervous and young and I think I kinda of felt a bit crazy. <laughs> um but, um, yeah, it was pretty uh, it was pretty great though, I have to say. Do you know?
1: Yeah. I know and then um you know, there's only um General Hospital on A B C. Um, how do you feel about the loss of the, the you know, um, all my children and one life to live? How do you feel about the loss of soap operas now? Yeah, it's it's a shame. I mean it's so few now, aren't
0: there? It's yeah. we, I think the problem is that you know, what what's ha- of course we all know we can down, you know, we can you know, stream anything now I mean Yeah you, you can pretty much And there's so much Great television Cable And um, You know Nighttime soap operas But It's uh, The competition is so huge And um, I guess it's just the way life is It just keeps evolving um, I don't really feel Sad that sad about it I mean, I think there's
1: enough There's a few of them Still out there The ones, Probably the best ones Are still going Do you know? Yeah, definitely But yeah. But I thought it was just such a wonderful thing for
0: actors to learn their craft um, without the incredible pressure of nighttime and networks, you know, nighttime networks. So it was, as far as, you know, actors getting those opportunities, that's kind of unfortunate.
1: What was your biggest inspiration um, to becoming an um, actor?
0: Um, My biggest inspiration? Mm -hmm. Probably all the old movies, you know? I mean, when I was young, I just was mesmerized by all that Hollywood old glamour, like Cary Grant and Audrey Hepburn and Lauren Bacall and Humphrey Bogart. I don't know, I just Catherine Hepburn. To me, that was like, just, I could have spent all day, every day watching those movies and wanted to be like that, wanted to... Wanted the glamour, wanted to smoke those long cigarettes, wear those amazing clothes. <laughs> yeah. I just think that was kind of very inspirational for me watching all those movies.
1: Oh, and also, it led you to the role of Diana in V, the series, which to me is probably still ranks up there as probably one of the best made-for-TV movies that NBC has ever produced. How do you feel now, in hindsight, looking at it, like getting involved in the role and doing the role and looking at it now, how was that role made an impact for you? How did it make an impact for you? Um.
0: Uh. Well, I mean, it changed my life, you know, yeah. without a doubt. I, I, I was, I was, you know, uh, you know, obviously a working actress. I was on the doctors in New York at that point. Yeah, that's right. And um, I was uh, doing a lot of commercials, and I was, you know, a busy actress. But I uh, hadn't done night—I don't think I'd done any nighttime till till V. And or uh, well, I might have done a couple of guest spots. I can't remember. But um, that was just. Never, you know, I just never been on anything that had gotten so much coverage and was so huge. So, um, yeah, so it's sort of, I mean, even now, all these years later, that's what everyone remembers me for. And um, and I really, it's given me some incredible opportunities. Uh, you know, I, I've just, just returned from France where I shot a film, and last year I did a comedy in Spain. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really also that of the popularity that V had in those countries.
1: Yeah, it was really, really popular, and, you know, it had an impact where they made a, a TV series out of it, and also they had the sequel mini series. Did you feel that, I, I guess as a blessing and a curse, did you feel that it hurt you, or did you feel that it made you the person you are now? Oh, I
0: think everything in life makes you the person you are, do you know? Yeah. And, um, I, it definitely, uh, yeah, has, um... I, I mean, you know, it's just it was just such an incredible thing to happen that I definitely think it altered me in some way. Yeah. I mean, to have had that sort of fame and then to have it gone. I mean, it wasn't like it sort of... I didn't have that fame and then it sort of, it, you know, it brought me into a wonderful movie career or, you know, it, it sort of happened and then it kind of stopped during...
1: Yeah, yeah. At, at that time. I mean... Now, of course, with internet, which came, you know,
0: 10, 10 years, 15 years later, you know, sort of people started, you know, started becoming popular again on, online. But at the time, you know, it was just one of those crazy things. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I'm glad I've had that experience. I'm very lucky. I don't think a lot of people have had that experience, you know, and um, I'm very grateful for it, really.
1: Yeah, also, you know, you got to re- revisit the role in the updated series, V. I was working on that, like.
0: Oh, that was crazy. That was wonderful. Yeah. I mean, I, I hadn't been back to America in 25 years because uh, yeah. i you know married an Australian and I moved. Yeah. So to come back after all those years, I mean, I'd, be, I'd been working in Australian television, but not in... And oh, it's just so different. It's so fabulous to, to work on American television. I mean... The way you treated, everything about the experience was so kind of elevated, um, and it was, you know, very pleasurable. Except, you know, it was a little frustrating for me because I was, uh, really wanted to get my teeth into a great role, and somehow my character just never developed. Mm-hmm. And then the show went off the air, so I guess it was never that opportunity for my character to have, you know, gone in, gone in a direction that I think would have been very exciting.
1: Yeah. You said there's a difference between Australian and American television. Is it different? What are the differences you're, like, is it bad? Is it good? Like,
0: well, you know, I grew up, you know, as a, you know, as an actress doing American television. And, mm-hmm. you know, I got, I got used to a certain level of, um, you know, money and prestige. And being treated a certain way as an actress, yeah. um, and because in Australia it's a much it's a cottage industry. I mean, it's, you know, it's a much smaller industry. There's not the money. Um, actors are not treated, uh, you know, given that same sort of uh, prestige. In that you don't have dressing rooms. You don't have, you know, maybe some actors do, but I certainly haven't haven't had that experience. Uh, you know, you kind of dress. You know, with everyone, or or kind of in the wardrobe area, the money's not great, and um, you know you certainly don't have the umbrellas coming up when the rain comes down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I guess you know you do it, you do it, you do it because you love it, but it's also nice uh, being treated a certain way. Of course, you no, know? it's yeah. nice to be treated so beautifully. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, if I had my my way, I would prefer. doing
1: american television Uh, also in the 80s i forgot you also did the revival of mission impossible you know a lot of shows nowadays have revivals or the spin-offs from movies like you have limitless which is a spin-off from the movie limitless and then you know you have training day coming out i think early on in the 80s you know the mission impossible tv show spun off with the with the mission the new mission impossible how was working on that like that
0: was like the so great. It was one of my best experiences ever. Mm-hmm. Um, of all my TV experiences, that was truly one of the best. Wow. Uh, I, had, I had an amazing role. Um, you know, I got to play different characters every week. I was in Australia, which was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were, it was three months. I replaced uh, the original girl um, that I guess they weren't happy with. And so I guess she had a couple months, and then they replaced her with me. Yeah. Um, I never met her, so, uh, you know, I was flown to Australia and I got to work on this incredibly fabulous show and three months in Queensland, I had six months in Melbourne, uh, and it was just glorious. I have nothing but wonderful memories of that time. Uh, you know, and it was still when, you know, they was spending a lot of money on TV and beautiful costumes and, you know, great cast and, um, I had a, I just, in the most amazing hotel, you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was it was kind of the last last
1: time that happened, you know? Yeah. How was it like working with Peter Graves, Taylor Pinglitz, Tony Hamilton, Phil Morris? How was it like working with the whole crew? It was great. I mean, you
0: know, that uh, Peter Graves sadly just passed passed away. He was you know, a a, a gentleman. He was um True professional. I mean, he didn't like long hours, yeah. so you knew you knew if you worked with him, you'd finish. Yeah, you know, at an early when he wasn't working, we had crazy hours, yeah. like two or three in the morning. But wow. when we worked with him, when we worked with him, uh, everything was very kind of uh, you know, it was almost like you wanted to work with him because you knew you'd be finished by seven or eight. He just you know, he just didn't want to work. As, you know, he. The way he was, when he was an older man, mm-hmm. and um, and that was that was good. He was just a gentleman, and um, you know we were all uh, you know a lot younger. And uh, Phil Phil was probably um, Phil and Taylor were unbelievably hardworking and took it incredibly seriously. Um, both incredible actors, you know Tony. You know Tony was kind of a you know he was a dancer who had and model who had into acting, and I think he was you know still learning his craft, he was very, very good looking, and he was kind of played the, the hunky guy, mm-hmm. and uh, and then there was me, so uh, I was surrounded by all these very handsome, fabulous men, so it was, uh, I, I was very well taken care of, I was very close to Tao, and, uh, and he was sort of my, um, you know, my buddy, and yeah, it was really nice, really nice.
1: Yeah. Are you still in contact With any of the Besides Tayo I believe you're still in contact Are you still in contact With any of the castmates Or Oh
0: yeah I see Phil and Tayo A lot Um Whenever I'm in LA I see both of them a lot oh. I'm very I'm very close to
1: them both Oh that's great That's great Cause you know how You do a job And you know Once it's done It's done And no one keeps in contact anymore But That's pretty cool That you had a good camaraderie Working on that set Yeah
0: Like whereas You know with me I'm not
1: touching anyone Oh wow But
0: with but with that one uh, I mean I'm very close To Taylor and Jill Yeah It's funny isn't
1: it Yeah I figured You would be close With Mark Singer Because you guys Worked again together in, in the new V No
0: No I, I, I didn't No no we don't work together oh, No Mark sure actually Wasn't really on the new V He came the very last He uh, did one little scene At the very end Of the very last episode Oh, oh So you I w- wouldn't really say That he Oh uh, okay. I, mean, I mean certainly he do you know like a few lines at the very end of the very last episode? Yeah. But I wouldn't say that we worked together. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah I gotcha, I gotcha. I mean, I, I was on the show throughout the entire season, and then at the very, very end, they brought him on for a scene. Uh. So I don't even think I, you know, I, I, I think I said hello to him in the dressing room, but that was <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you Do they even have V conventions? Like I figured they would Oh yeah They do? Oh yeah They have a lot of
0: Sci-fi conventions I think Mark does a lot of them I don't do any of them oh, wow uh, I, live, I live very far away I live in It's very difficult li- When you live in Australia Because You have to fly 24 hours To get to one Yeah And uh, for me it's uh, It's just not You know It's just really Not worth it
1: Yeah mean, I was I,
0: here and it was happening like while I was here, I would absolutely do them. Yeah. But when you're very far away, it's uh, it's a very big trip to make for yeah. a weekend.
1: Yeah, I'm so su- I'm surprised though because I think if you was do that, I think the fans would go crazy if just maybe you do made an appearance. Uh,
0: <laughs> I know I've done a few of them and it's been fantastic. I've done a couple in Sweden. I did one in London and I've, you know, I, I find that Europe. I guess I, they when I do them here, I don't get as much attention here in America, but when I'm overseas, you know, in Europe, it's, they, they do, they love it, and, uh, I wish I
1: could do more of them. What are your favorite foods like, because you've been to Australia, UK, New York, everywhere, um, is there a particular favorite foods that you enjoy?
0: Yeah, I'm really, um, I'm like actually really a super simple person with my food, when I say simple, I like really, really good food. And I don't like, I don't like to eat in, I mean, I don't mind eating in diners, don't get me wrong, yeah. but I really like nice dining. I like beautiful fish, I'm very into salmon, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm a very healthy eater, I love salads, uh, and uh, but I just, um. you know, I'm not into any fast food, I don't eat fast food. Oh, okay. uh, and I think being in Australia, uh, they don't have, you know, I'm sure people do, but it's not like in America.
1: You no, know, yeah.
0: people are, people are really um, don't eat a lot of fast food there. Hmm. So um, after being there for twenty five years, I sort of I used to wake up and have a Dunkin' Donuts and a coffee every day. So you know, I believe me. I don't get me wrong. I love donuts, but yeah. I just think if you want to age, uh, you know, well, you kind of have a certain.
1: Yeah, no, no, I, I, I definitely know. That's, like, the hard part, because there's, like, a McDonald's on every block, and then when well, you don't have any money, you're uh, like, to you know.
0: And it's addictive. I mean, my biggest downfall is, I, I like candy. I'm a total candy person. Like, I love, like, all American candy, you know, because we don't get it in Australia. Yeah. And I grew up on, like, Twizzlers, and I love Reese's peanut butter cups and turkey Rolls. And, I mean, you know, if you had, like, a right now, like, I had a cup of it, I would eat the whole thing. I, I, I really love candy. It's like, I don't know if it's a little girl thing or what, but yeah. that's, like, my total, total weakness. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs>
1: also, also for the people that don't know, you are a singer as well, and you have a lot of albums. Um, how did you? Was you always a singer when you was young, or this is something that evolved later on in life? Well, yeah, no, I always sang, and uh, I always, you
0: know, I think for a while when when I went to Australia, and I, I mean I sang growing up, and then I stopped when I got into acting, and then when I went to Australia and. Um, you know, there, there came a time when it became very difficult to find work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like kind of like the tricky ages when suddenly you work a lot, like maybe somehow in your 40s, mid-40s. Not so much now, but maybe me at that point. And so I had to find a way of, because of, I'm very creative, so like I went back into singing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that kind of led to, you know, I did a lot of one-women shows, and I did all sorts of crazy stuff in Australia, put together like, you know, Three girls and did sexy songs from the 30s and all sorts of stuff. And then uh, I met a a guy who had a band and I fronted his band and I did my first album with his band, uh, which is kind of a very indie album. I I think it's really cool. Mm -hmm. And then the second album I met up with a very famous uh, jazz, a jazz uh, composer, a pianist and we did an album, which is like a jazz fusion pop. Mm-hmm. and then I got into electronic music so the third one is uh, more of an electronic pop album and, uh, and now I'm just doing covers and a lot of dance remixes and um, I love doing music videos so I'm about to do another one with two amazing amazing uh, drag artists mm-hmm. uh, who are very very famous they were on RuPaul okay. and, uh, okay. the, and one of them is called Pandora Box and one of them is called Morgan McMichael okay. and they are amazing They're so amazing. And so they're going to be in my next music video, which is going to be the coolest dance song. Um, And uh, it's kind of like a... Kind of a bit kinky, fun. And so um, I'm going to be shooting that in L.A. So that's... You know, it's great. I like to just keep doing fun stuff.
1: Do you feel more rewarding doing music and doing it like in front of a live crowd as opposed to acting? Or is both the same kind of high? You
0: know, I really... At this point in my life, it really just, I'm interested in getting back into acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've done a lot of stage acting, but I'm interested in getting back into. I want to do film and TV acting one out again. Mm-hmm. You know, I've loved the trajectory I've been on, and I and I love making music videos because it's totally like my own creative vision, and I can put together my own. It's totally me. And that's great, but live performing right now I'm taking a break from live singing because yeah. I've, I've just slogged it out for ten years and it was routine. And it was very hard work, very rewarding, but but now I'm, my headspace is not so much into that. And uh, and I'm I've been I'm studying writing right now. I'm doing a writing course, mm-hmm. and I'm just hoping that that leads to uh, you know my own my own project that I'm going to try to create with a short short film or whatever my characters I'm creating. So, you know what? I think as a creative person, it's just a constant finding things that interest you and you're always changing, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of questions winding down. What is your most marked characteristic about yourself?
0: Hmm, I think it's my, uh, I probably, you know, my passion and determination.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And my and my willing to forgive.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's good. You have a if you have a very forgiving heart, then that's very good. You you. Yeah, I, I
0: am. I'm willing to forgive, and I've had you no know, not not always, but usually. It depends on how how bad the uh, yeah how bad the uh, you know I feel. Well was yeah. not a me, but, but normally I'm a pretty good forgiver. I think spiritually it's a good way to be.
1: <laughs> What's the secret of a good marriage if you know the secret?
0: Forgiveness.
1: Forgiveness. <laughs> okay. Yes.
0: Forgiveness and uh I think I think one has to grow within a marriage. You know, you can't you can't get stuck. Just because you're married to someone, you can't doesn't mean you can get fat or you can get lazy or you can stop growing, I think you have to continually challenge yourself and make yourself the most interesting person you can be, so that you're interesting to each other after many years. Mm
1: -hmm. Is change good? Is evolving good, or is it bad?
0: I think it's the only thing we can count on in life,
1: Mm -hmm. is that
0: nothing will ever remain the same.
1: Yeah, that is so true because, like you said, like 15 years ago, the, the Internet and, you know, from MySpace to Facebook to Twitter, like, everything evolves. Everything it's just evolving. Even the way we watch television, like you were saying, you know, there's Netflix and Hulu. And then, you know, uh, cable is almost, almost not, I, I want to say it's becoming obsolete, but there's so many more options that you can watch now. And for movies, you know, movies that are on Netflix are, you know, right up there as movies you would see in the movie theaters.
0: Oh, I know. And it's hard. You know, you can understand why people, as they get older, you know, you look at your parents and your grandparents and you just think, oh, my God, why can they not use the iPod or the <laughs> pad or, you know, or why can they not just see the photos I'm sending them through? It's very frustrating because, you know, photos are different now. You know, nobody gives photos to people anymore. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's so, um, it's so hard. I mean, as you get older, they have to constantly have to stay on top of all the, tech, you know, changes that are happening it's, it's very challenging you
1: know yeah that's true um, have you evolved yourself like are you very computer savvy and you're used to like the Twitters and all that you're already you're, you're computer savvy like that I'm a complete
0: uh, you know social media person I'm on everything <laughs> uh, yeah. and, I, and I just started Instagram like a year ago and I couldn't quite get my head around it now I'm finding great pleasure in Instagram you know I'm a, I'm a mad Twitterer I love Twitter yeah And uh, I'm on Facebook I don't love Facebook uh, As much Because mm-hmm. I like those Really quick grabs Yeah um, But uh, And I'm starting to blog now And you know I mean I, You just kind of have to Keep up with it all
1: you know Yeah How are the fans online with you Are they very friendly towards you Or is like Do you have Do you limit yourself Like talking to the public Or <sighs>
0: I'm very, uh, you know, because I'm not, you know, I, I guess if I was a huge star, you know, and I had millions of fans, I would absolutely not be able to be, uh, you know, I think where I'm at, which is like I have a very strong group of very committed fans mm-hmm. who are very loving and very supportive to me. And, uh, and I just, you know, I love them. I think it's a very nice relationship I have right now. So uh, yeah, I often respond to fans, and if I if I can, and uh, there's a very nice kind of you know synergy between us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, I I feel involved in, in a way. Yeah.
1: All right, And my final question to you, Jane, is what would the Jane Badler of today tell the Jane Badler of yesterday?
0: You know, I think I I I would probably say to that Jane Badler. Uh, just to uh, grab every opportunity that comes your way and don't let men get in the way. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Which I think they did. I was so boy crazy. (laughs) So looking back, I probably would say, don't always be there, men, and just grab your opportunities, you know? (laughs) (laughs) How how men
1: crazy was you back in the day?
0: Pretty, pretty boy, crazy. You know, I've always, I've always loved men, and I think that you know, when I was younger, it was a very important part of my life. Men. I mean, not to say that they are now, but yeah. now I have it more in, you know control, you know, I've been married 25 years, so, yeah. you know, my creative process is very important to me, yeah. but when I was younger, I think somehow I got way, a lot, you know?
1: Yeah. Married 25 years, um, how do you keep it new? Like, what's the secret of keeping it new and just keeping it, like, you know, the way it was when you, you first were together?
0: Well, I don't think anything is ever the way it was, you know? Yeah. I mean, you have to be kind of open to the fact that it's not going to be that, but, um... You know, I, I, I'm, I'm a very, uh, I think, I don't, you know, I'm always traveling, I'm not afraid, you know, I went to Spain and did a film, I was gone for three weeks, so I went to Paris and did some, a film, I'm here now in New York, you know, uh, uh, looking for work, I'm studying, I'm, I'm always sort of, my husband's in Australia, I mean, I, I don't ever sort of, I think it keeps things very exciting, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, nothing's predictable. Mm-hmm. But you don't, you don't think. Well, you know, you never quite know. I mean, you know that, that we're together and we're committed, but then you also know that that we're going to continue to grow in our own
1: and uh, and I'm not afraid of that. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's that, that's that's definitely good because you know usually people 25 years together is like you know they're they're usually like done or it's more like a business relationship. So you know that's kind of refreshing to hear that you know you got to keep you know you got to keep with it. You know you got to keep up.
0: Yeah, well, I'm very blessed. I have a, I, I am saying this, I have such a beautiful husband. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he, I'm, I'm still very in love, and uh, I have two beautiful boys. One of them is an actor in Los Angeles, oh. and, a music, and a musician, and he writes music, and he's playing a band together, and he's, you know, he's just extraordinary. I'm so proud of him. and uh, And my other son is in tech, and he's creating apps, and I just feel very, very blessed. So, uh, you know, um, life's good, right? You know, whatever, anything else is icy on the cake, really, do you
1: know? Yeah, no, that's that's beautiful. That's like, that's, couldn't have said it any better myself. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> exactly. It can happen, I'm telling you. It can.
1: Yeah, and um, may, may I say, I, I will always love you in V, and, you know. Oh,
0: you are so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. I love that. Yes. I have a little bit of a call to
1: give the husky voice, you know. <laughs> no. That's not my normal voice. Well, <laughs> it's not Kathleen Turner husky, but it's it's good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you. It was uh, such a beautiful interview. I really enjoyed
1: it. No, no problem. Um, Jane, um, definitely plug your now, social media. Are you, media. On, are you huh? on
0: Twitter and all that? Yes, I am we will we'll make sure that I get the link so I can put it all out there.
1: And oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, plug your social media, plug um anything you want to plug that you have um, coming up.
0: Yeah. Uh, what, what do I have coming up?
1: Did you say? Yeah, and anything you have coming up? Yeah. Um, that, yeah. Well, I've got a um I've got a
0: song uh, um yes, I've got a song on the twelfth of February coming out a single. Oh okay. Um, and it's a Spanish duet, and it's called "Enamora wow. which means falling in love. And I'm singing it with the most amazing Spanish singer. And I'm singing it in Spanish, which is insane, really wow. it's insane, because I don't you... speak
1: Spanish. Wait, you, wait, you don't and, speak um, Spanish? And so
0: that's coming out on the twelfth of February, um, and that's all over my social media right now. And um, and then I've got a dance trap coming out probably uh, in March. You know. Uh, and then my music video, so there's like some good stuff happening, and you know it's all you know if you follow me, you'll always know what I'm up to.
1: Oh, um, how long did it take for you to learn
0: Spanish? Um, it, uh, it was very daunting. I have to tell you, I speak a bit of French, which I taught myself because I was in France a bit for some work mm-hmm. but uh the spanish was very hard for me and uh but this guy was determined he said you're going to sing it in french you're going to see it in spanish and you're going to sing it in english he kept saying to me <laughs> so i sort of had to learn it and uh and i and i was able to do it, it took about a month i mean i just it didn't take that long once i put my head down i learned the lyrics i just learned the lyrics that's all i had to learn it's not like i had to learn the language You know? Yeah. Oh wow! And, um, and I'm really proud of it. You have to listen to it. It's very cool. It, it's um, you know, and he's got such a voice on him, uh, like one of those Latin, amazing, sexy voices.
1: You know? Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, well, you know, he's the. It's more like like a suave. Like you, you hear the the accent and everything, right?
0: Yeah, he's very and he's a very sexy man. He's very talented, so it was super fun to do that
1: with him. Wow, amazing! And um, people can hear your songs on YouTube, right? You have songs that are on YouTube that people want to hear. Yeah,
0: yeah, oh yeah! I've got lots of lots of videos on YouTube, and um, everything's on that. You know, iTunes and Spotify. I mean, you know, you just have to put my name on iTunes; everything comes up. all my albums all my music everything all my dance tracks
1: yeah ah definitely Jane thank you so much for this and I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices have a good one